Now, the Irish motor tax system needs substantial reform if the state is to retain revenues coinciding with the country switching to widespread use of electric vehicles. Well, these are the latest findings in a new economic report commissioned by the Irish Car Carbon Reduction Alliance. The report finds the current tax system is hindering motorists from moving to greener vehicles. Well, author of that report, Colin McCarthy, joins me now to discuss this further. Um, Colin, you're saying that the Irish motor tax system needs reform. So what exactly is needed and how can it be done? Well, the, the, the system of taxing motoring, uh, not just in Ireland, but generally around Europe, uh, consists of uh, taxes on purchase, uh, usually just value-added tax, but here it's a, a bit hard than that. There's an extra tax when you purchase a vehicle. Uh, second, uh, there's an annual charge, car tax, as we all call it. And thirdly, and the biggest item, is actually fuel tax, when you buy a litre of petrol or diesel, you pay, I don't know, one thirty, or it goes up and down, but something around that level. The actual price of it is really only about half that, and the rest is tax. So there's a very big tax on fuel. Uh, and those three tax sources together uh, pay for the very substantial costs of the road system. The government has to build the roads, uh, has to maintain them, uh, has to provide traffic policing and, and so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, so there's a big, big chunk of the government's annual revenue comes from taxes on, on road users. Now, the, the trouble is, uh, the government has said, and so have lots of other governments, we're going to get rid of these uh, petrol and diesel cars. It's going to take a long time to do it. It will take 10, could take 20 years to, to, to get them all replaced. Uh, but then the cars will be battery-powered, will be electric cars, and the electricity system will hopefully be mostly renewables. Uh, so that's going to happen. But that means that most of the current revenue that we get from taxation on, on motoring is going to be gone. Okay, so, 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 so what needs to happen to here? Do something different. So what, what needs to happen? Well, I think that the simplest thing, and it's an idea that's been knocking around and has been partly implemented in, in a few countries, is to charge motorists for the use of the road system, not for owning cars, not for buying cars, not for fuel. Uh, have a system where if you use the facility, particularly if you use it when it's busy, uh, you pay. Uh, and that is called road user charging. And it hasn't been implemented really anywhere. The tolls that you pay at random uh, spots around the country are sort of a kind of Mickey Mouse road user charging. You pay two euros or whatever it is when you pass through a toll point. It's, it's now possible, technically possible, because cars are connected. There are computers in, in, in any car that you buy now, new car that you buy and they have GPS and so on. So it is technically possible to go for a system It would take many years to, to implement it, where you'd pay a penny a mile, uh, etc. It would be a lot more if you chose to use your car uh, on busy roads at peak time, and it'd be zero maybe on empty roads. Okay, so that's uh, that, one of that, the... That, 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 that's called electronic road pricing. Okay, so that's one called. of the potentials. In the meantime, Colin, you make the point in this report that the system that we have set up now actually incentivizes people to buy old, less uh, car, fuel-efficient cars from the UK because of the way it's all set up. Can you, can you just explain that? 
Yeah, well, well it, the, the United Kingdom is the only other country in Europe which drives on the wrong side of the road. Uh, so we drive on the wrong side of the road. Uh, and at one time they used to import used Japanese cars in here, but the EU tariff system discourages that now. So our only source of cheaper cars, the kind of cars that young, you know, the first car that most people buy is a used car. Uh, our only source of them really is the UK. Uh, and uh, we import an awful lot of, of uh, used cars from Britain in here. And they tend to be four, five, six years old. They are the previous generation of cars. And they are not as fuel efficient as the new ones that are for sale. So it's actually a bad idea. If, if people do want to turn over the car fleet, get rid of the existing car fleet, uh, it's better if they buy new ones rather than wheezy, fuel-inefficient. Sure, but financially they're being incentivized to go to the UK, aren't they? Well, at present, the, the system is kind of funny. The price of a used car in Britain reflects the new price in Britain, and the new price includes the value-added tax that was paid to the British government. Uh, so that's the base price that the dealers pay when they pick up used cars in Britain to bring it over here, you then have to pay uh, an adjustment uh, uh, to reflect the higher purchase taxes here in Ireland. But you don't have to make up the VAT that's been paid to the UK Treasury. So the Irish Treasury is actually losing money uh, if if people buy used cars in Britain in, in the sense that the VAT has leaked off to Her Majesty's Treasury. Okay, so as you say then, people being incentivised to buy uh, fossil fuel cars or fossil fuel run cars from the UK. And meanwhile, we have the Climate Action Plan. Or the government's aim is to have one million electric vehicles on the road by 2030. Can we do that with the, with the current system the way we have it set up? Well, I think it's very ambitious. Uh, the, the, the European car manufacturers, companies like Renault and, and, and Volkswagen and, and Fiat and all the others, uh, they don't have a great capacity to deliver huge numbers of battery-powered uh, vehicles right now. They, they are for sale. They're very expensive. Even with the government subsidy, they're too pricey for most people. Uh, it looks as if they won't really have the volume uh, of, of uh, fully electric cars available at realistic prices for quite a number of years yet. They're gearing up. They have to build the battery plants. They have to build the car plants uh, and so on. Uh, and uh, I think that the targets in the government's climate action plan are fine. Uh, I don't think they're going to be achieved in the timescale that they have set out. So what is a realistic timescale then? Because um, as you say, that's nine years away to get one million electric vehicles on the road. I think the latest figures from 2019 is that we have in around 100,000. So we're, we're pretty far off the mark. What is a realistic time scale for having one million electric vehicles on the road in Ireland? Uh, uh, I think it's longer than, than, than the government's uh, uh, plan. Some of the cars that we have on the road at present are not really electric vehicles. They're a mixture. They have a tank and an internal combustion engine and uh, a a small battery. So they're a mixture. They're called hybrids. Uh, Long term, uh, they're not really the answer. The the, the answer long term is fully electric, battery-powered vehicles. Uh, And the whole European car industry 
uh, is simply not geared up to produce them in the quantities that are going to be needed and at prices that people can afford. Uh, so I think it's going to take quite a while for that to happen. All right, Colin McCarthy, economist, thank you very much for joining me this morning. We'll be back after this. Today with Sarah McInerney on RTE Radio 1.